Welcome to the Rock of Bay County, Florida, where our vision is to be a multi-generational gathering, moving as one body to bring the glory of Yahweh to this beautiful county and to all the earth. We hope you are encouraged and blessed as you listen to this message. I am so moved in my spirit today. So appreciate the opportunity to, anytime I have the privilege and trust to hold this mic and to speak to you all. And today, I am just full of peace. I have, I have had just an overwhelming anointing of peace is all the way I, I can describe it for today. And a, and a word that I, I want to share with you. Uh, whenever we do the boys vs. wild, we started with the very first session. We introduced the backpack. The green backpack. And, and everywhere we go with Boys vs. Wild, we always take the backpack. And what's in the backpack, y'all are wondering what's in the backpack, aren't you, Benjamin? There are nothing but good things in the backpack. So in the kingdom, when you sow good seeds, you, you reap a harvest. Have you noticed that even with good and bad things, by the way, they both start out with something small? When the boys do good things, when they participate, when they help each other, when they model what the message that we're trying to give them, they get to reach into the backpack and get something cool out of it. And they love the things we put in there. It's always something fun. But the question that I have for us today, the Holy Spirit put on my heart, which is a great segue from that, is what are we carrying? What are you carrying today? Think about that for a minute. Are there only good things in your backpack? Are there only things in there that give you peace and hope and joy? Are there only things in there that are life to those around us? Or do you occasionally realize that maybe there's something in there that doesn't need to be? I believe today is one of many opportunities for us to respond to the word that Joseph gave us recently, that I believe is a powerful word, not only to this tribe, but to everyone in the kingdom and those that are yet to come into the kingdom. In Joseph's word to this tribe, he said, the time is now. He states, the kingdom of Yahweh is not a hobby, an interest, or a crutch. It's not simply something you do like a morning devotional or a, a Sunday church service. It is a new life that requires a new lifestyle. Benjamin, did you read my notes this morning? You're up here talking about something new. Have you ever seen the movie, uh, by the way, Princess Bride? Don't you love the scene where he looks back at the ship and he goes, I wonder if they're using the same wind we are using when the ship's following them? I love that. Same Holy Spirit. There's a word today that he wants to do a new thing. And in Joseph's word, he said it's a new life that requires a new lifestyle. And you say, well, I've been walking in the kingdom all my life. Well, how... Don't you know, like that river yesterday, 
that MP and I were in in the Chipola River, we never stopped moving. This kingdom walk, if you ever stop moving, you're going to become a statue. You're going to become another religious institution that camped out on a revelation. You cannot stop moving spiritually in your growth in this kingdom. And our passion for our relationship by the Holy Spirit never stop moving. It's a new lifestyle. It requires, this new life requires a new lifestyle. It is the only way, the only way, the only truth, and the only life. The time is now. Like Apostle used to say, if not now, when? The time is now. He also states in that prophetic word toward the end, so throw off any weight. Got any weight on your backpack? You got any weight on your back today? You got any weight on your mind today? You got any fear? You got any frustration with somebody at work? You got any family issues? Boy, that's a good one. I've had family I worried about. We used to call it mama drama. You don't need mama drama written space in your head. You got any weight in your backpack? Fear, frustration, anxiety. Those things will kill you. Yahweh doesn't want us to have those things. He's a spirit of peace. Have you heard that message this morning? I didn't know what songs they were going to sing. Listen, sometimes it's, it's easy to wind up with things in our backpack. And we'll look at it and go, how did that get there? Maybe we ought to take a little more time to calculate the weight of something before we start carrying it. I had the opportunity, I guess it was an opportunity, a friend of mine, y'all might know him, named Steve Parker. Um, you should know better than to go on an adventure with Steve Parker. You just know it's going, something's going to happen. <laughs> Right after I had retired from Crazy Corporate America, Steve called and said, Hey, we're, we're doing this trip where we're going to go to the mountains. This was in December, by the way. That should have been a clue. Hell is cold. It's not hot. Isn't that right, Miss Shirley? That's what Apostle said, and he was right. I hate cold weather. That's why I married a Canadian, and she had to come south where it's warm. So I decided I'd go on this trip with Steve. Parker and his guys, and we go and we drive and we go up to the mountains of North Carolina. And there were a lot of things we had to pack because we were going to stay in there three days. There's no cabin, no hotel. All we had was what we carried. That should have been my second clue. Buy an RV. Okay? <laughs> That's how I camp today, and I like it a lot better. But the problem was, by the time I got everything in my pack, knowing we were going to have to walk what they had described as four or five, three or four miles. It ended up being eight. Yeah, it gets better. I put everything in the backpack and I put everything in there and I kept calculating how much it weighed. How much does this weigh? I didn't care how comfortable it was. That was a problem later. Um, I ended up with about a 45-pound backpack to walk eight miles down a rocky mountain crossing a stream not once, not twice, but 12 times in freezing weather. And that was supposed to be called fun. <laughs> we 
got down into the campsite, by the way, and we spent a couple days, and I did enjoy part of it. Um, but we got ready to leave, and now we had, to, I had eaten, listen, if there was anything I could get rid of to not have to carry back out of there, I did eat all my food, everything, it's like I got a light in the pack. But it was still pretty heavy. When it came time to go home, I loaded up the backpack, and Steve and the guys were loading up the trash that we'd accumulated. And uh, I said, well, let me carry one of the bags of trash. I was trying to be a good, happy camper, you know, with my five or six fellow campers. And Steve said, no, Henry, we never let, never let somebody that comes with us take the trash out on their first trip. I said, how about on their last? Yeah. Yeah, you'll get that in a minute. So I love my brother, Steve Parker, but um, now when we talk about camping, we take the RV. It's a lot more fun. But I cared about the weight, so I calculated how much those things were going to weigh before I put them in the pack. And that needs to be a reminder to us today. Yahweh does not want us to walk around weighed down. You ever notice sometimes kingdom people can be the most weighed down? I don't hide my feelings very well. If Listen, I've told Caroline, do not. I'm glad that you're saved and I'm glad you're not a gambler because Caroline, if, if you know, she, you can just read her like a book. She can read me like a book. When we scuba dive, we can be 150. We don't dive that much. We can be 100 feet down under the water. I can look at her face and know exactly what she's saying. <clears throat> she doesn't hide that well. Sometimes as kingdom people, we carry weight around with us. And you can see it. If you think people can't see it on you, you're wrong. They can. You can see it on me. I'm preaching to myself this morning. I'm speaking to myself this morning. I'm encouraging myself this morning as well. Sometimes life is hard. Sometimes we have an opportunity to hold on to fear, to hold on to sorrow, or to hold on to heartache or frustration or anxiety. Listen, there was a time in my career where I had over 120,000 people in my area. I had 300 stores in my area, Walmart stores. At any, When you have that many stores you're responsible for, at any given moment, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year, there's something crazy happening in at least three of them, at minimum. <laughs> I had plenty of opportunity to wake up at 3 in the morning thinking about that person at work that was really a pain and a problem and causing issues that my responsibility was to deal with. I mean, life happens, and sometimes, in all honesty, it's not easy. That's why we need to be bathed in the Holy Spirit. He is the greatest retailer. He is the greatest leader. He is the greatest painter and chef and business person and accountant and whatever, whatever, whatever you do. He is the greatest at that. And He wants to flow through us and throw, flow through you and make you great. At that. What are you carrying today? You bring that scripture up, Matthew eleven twenty-eight. You're familiar with this scripture in the New King James. It's the scripture that says his yoke is easy and his burden is light. I like what the Passion Translation says. Yeshua said, Are you weary carrying a heavy burden? Come to me. 
I will refresh your life, for I am your oasis. Hmm. Simply join your life with mine, learn my ways, and you'll discover that I am gentle, humble, and easy to please. You will find refreshment and rest in me, for all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. You know, in Joseph's word, he said, so throw off any weight that is slowing you down and fix your aim. You are the answer and the time is now. By the way, that word needs to go from being Joseph's word to being my word. How about some first-person ownership, right? If it's always his word, it's, it's no more powerful than the paper it's written on. But if that word gets in you, if it becomes your word, it's full of life and truth. But if it, he, if it said to us today... To all of us, to throw off any weight that's slowing us down, that must mean we got some weight that's slowing us down. Right? So let's respond to that today. In short, that is the word I have for us today. That, I believe, is the word of Holy Spirit today. Is to respond rightly. What's the difference in a moment and a holy moment? Acknowledgement. We acknowledge that word today as our word. Will you join me in saying that? We acknowledge that word today as our word. It's our word, Yahweh. Bless you for the vessel it came through, for the oracle it came through. But it's our word. It's in us today. And we're going to respond to it, and we're going to receive life from it. Hallelujah. Matthew 6.26, and I didn't give you guys that scripture, but... I love that. If you're worried, you need to go home and read Matthew 6 because it talks all about worry and weight. And it says, consider the birds. They don't know what they're going to eat unless they live at Prosper Road, that is. Caroline's bird, if I were a bird or squirrel, I would live at Prosper Road. Those little fellas, they get so trained, they think Caroline is Yahweh. If the bird feeders... Feeders with an S. We have many. If they get low, this is true, folks. They come to our. We have sliding glass doors that we keep open on our on, during the day on our bedroom, and a lot of times we'll see them on the living room. We have these sliding glass doors. The squirrels and birds come up there and they look like feed me. Not just food. But the premium blend that has the little dried cherries in it, our squirrels are the fattest squirrels in Bay County. They look like, look like a little man with a little belly sitting out there, and they'll be eating on a cherry until they're gone, and then they'll come up to the window, and Caroline goes out and feeds them. Most birds and squirrels don't know what they're going to eat today. It takes faith. Without faith, we cannot please Yahweh. Hmm. Listen, there is no condemnation in the kingdom. But sometimes I find that I need to make sure I'm not allowing anything in my life to hinder His presence. And there are things that pop up sometimes. And I have to deal with them the right way. I have to respond the right way. You see, if you have a basketball that's flat and you throw it down on the floor, what does it do? It stops and it stays right there. 
But if you have a basketball that's aired up tight, in other words, one that's not vacant on the inside, then that basketball, when you throw it down, it, it bounces back. It responds based on the pressure that's on the inside pushing out. When I get in trouble, it's when I don't have the same amount of pressure on the inside of me pushing out. And I'm telling you, in the kingdom life and life today, I don't know how you walk without that. Now, if there's no pressure on the inside of you pushing out, it's all caving in on you. I have good news for you today. You can change. When I heard that song, As the Deer Pants for the Water, it moves me. Because I remember 30 some years ago next door hearing that song for the first time when we were early in our walk in the kingdom. And it still moves me today because I'm in that river and I'm moving and I'm growing and I'm shifting. And, and he's, he's doing a new thing in me today. He's doing a new thing in you today. I'm so thankful. Uh, Yahweh, never let that hunger, that thirst, never let it go away. I choose you today. His presence and His flow is everything. It's like the first time that I remember the first word I ever heard by Holy Spirit. And we were living in our little trailer in Southport, and I had a little dog outside. And I went out there one day. Guys, put that water slide up. It's not a water slide, but it's a slide that has water on it. But I went outside and my dog had a little glass dish. And there was a little bit of water in the bowl and it had dirt in it. And in that moment, Holy Spirit spoke something to me that has fed life to our spirit ever since. He said, He said, get the water hose. And I put the water hose in that bowl. And that water began to come out of the well and go through the hose and, and stir up all of that, that sediment and dirt that had settled in the bottom of that bowl. And he said, I'm that water of life to you. And he said, if you'll continue to embrace me and keep this a place where I can abide with you, whenever somebody comes along and there's a bad thought, or there's a temptation, or there's fear, or frustration, or worry, or anxiety, or that person who's a pain in your rear at work that you can't quit thinking about. You just need to make sure that flow stays on wide open. And it's, it may get in there for a minute, but that water's going to turn it over, and next thing you know it's going to overflow, and that's what's going to be left. It's not about a bottle of water. It's about a well. It's about a flow. Yahweh, thank you for the flow of your Spirit in us. Today, if you'll hear His voice. Today. Meaning, we have to make a choice every day. Hallelujah. Psalms. Psalms 139, verse 23. King David, 
prays this. Yahweh, I invite your gaze into my heart. Examine me through and through and find out everything that may be hidden within me. Put me to the test and sift through all my anxious cares. See if there's any path of pain I'm walking on. And lead me back to your glorious, everlasting way. The path that brings me back to you. Sometimes it's good for us to check our motives and invite the Holy Spirit to touch anything that needs to be touched. While it's a little thing, Apostle so many times taught us, be faithful in the little things. Why? Because great things and really bad things start out small. We carry the knowledge of good and evil around in our pocket today. It's a phone. It's a camera. It's a microphone. It's a dictionary. You can search anything. You can listen to anything. You can watch anything right in our pocket. Now listen, I'm not anti-technology. I love to use technology in our business. It's not about that. It's about a thing called balance. It's about going in a public place today and it looks like a prayer meeting because every person in there is doing this. Talking to me too. In all honesty, most of us in this room cannot stand the thought of going 45 minutes without looking at that thing. Folks, seriously, we got to be careful with that. I mean, I don't remember reading anywhere in Scripture where Yeshua used Google. I mean, maybe, just maybe, once in a while, before we Google something, we ought to say, Holy Spirit, will you show this to me? I mean, sometimes the only time we ask Holy Spirit for help on knowledge is when we go, Holy Spirit, where did I leave my iPhone? Check your motives while it's a little thing. Because we've got to be faithful in the little things. Great things and bad things start out as little things. Sometimes things can get in that we don't realize. I recently took my boat to have routine maintenance, and it's only a year old, and I took it back to the dealership where I bought it. And so I wanted them to know I'm taking real good care of my boat, right? I cleaned it, man, got the outside, got the hull. Look, I mean, it, it looked brand new. Because if people see you're taking good care of things, they'll take better care of it for you, right? And I love, I, I really enjoy boats. And of, of all kinds, I'm fascinated with boats. And we'll talk a lot about boats in the next few minutes. So I get my boat over there, man, it's looking good. I even washed my truck because it's the same color. Went in there, and Caroline went with me. We unhooked the boat. I went, man, Yahweh, thank you for that boat. That thing's beautiful. So I come back a little while later, pick the boat up, and my, the mechanic over there says, Henry, you're not going to believe we found what we found under the cowling on your motor. And I was like, what? But it looks so good on the outside. I windexed the motor. It was shining. It was beautiful. But I didn't take the cowling off to look at to make sure there was nothing under the cowling of the motor, the cover. There was a bird nest about the size of a basketball. Boy, did I feel silly. He said, yeah, your boat looks good. It's really clean. But once in a while, you might want to take that cowling off and look under there. 
he said, better yet, you might want to get a cover. Because when you're covered, things can't get in that don't belong. So I went to Amazon, bought a boat cover for my motor. I won't have that problem again. How many times do we look so good on the outside? But there's a bird nest in there. Holy Spirit wants to be personal with us today. Again, there's no condemnation. There's joy and life and peace. Receive it today. We're just spiritually looking in the mirror for a little while today. Are we too engaged? Are we ever idle? You know, if you go into your... we Caroline and I have driven to Canada a couple of times. And when you go in and you put Canada into... Prince Albert, Saskatchewan, Canada, where she's from, into your maps, especially when you're leaving from Florida, it gives you a lot of different routes that you can take to get there. They all end up at the same place. They all start at the same place, but they're different. You can go the fastest way. You can go the way with no toll roads. You can walk. You can run. You can jog. You can drive. You can go through this city or that city. And it always calls out the fastest route because that's what matters most in everything is that we get there fast, right? Not in the kingdom. What the kingdom walk is about is not how fast we get there. It's about walking and talking with Him along the way. It's about staying engaged in every moment, through every detour, through every alternate route, through every delay, because sometimes the alternate route is the route. Sometimes the delay is the route. Sometimes the longer distance is the distance. He just wants to walk with us. But we got to make sure we don't get stuck on a sniff. Y'all remember that? Stuck on a sniff. You're going, what in the world is he talking about? Well, if you know Caroline and I for very long, you're going to know two things. You're going to know we're believers and we love Yahweh and we love the Holy Spirit. And you're going to know we have a dog. Our first Jack Russell, his name was Jack. And one day we were out. That's original, isn't it? Jack, Jack Russell, Jack, yeah. We got wild and named the second one Chance. But anyway, Jack and I were walking one day in Arkansas, and, and Caroline was, and I were walking him, and he was trained very well. He didn't have to be on a leash, which is rare for Jack Russells, because most of them, when you try to walk them, it's like trying to walk a wild jackrabbit running from a fox. It's not very doable. So we're walking along, and Jack is just walking with us, and I'm loving it, because I love him. And I love it when he walks beside me, and when I can see him happy. I love that. And all of a sudden, I look down, and he's not there. And I look back, and he is stuck on a sniff. Something has gotten his attention, and in that moment, is more important than I am. And Holy Spirit said, "You now you know how I feel. Yahweh said to us, now you know how I feel. I love it when you walk with me. I love to look at you, and you look at me and smile. I love hanging out with you. I love it when you set everything else aside and you just want to spend time with me. But sometimes you get stuck on a sniff. It's about distractions. We live in a time today when there are more distractions than ever. It's, it's really incredible. I, I thought about the other day something kind of humorous. I remember... 
You know, you don't feel old until you think about things like this, and then you feel old. But I remember my mom and my dad and I, I was the youngest of four kids, and I was, we were living at home, and, and we lived in a mobile home, and there was a very small living room there, and we had a telephone that hung on the wall, and that was the only phone in the trailer, right there on, on the wall. And it was very hard because any time that my friend wanted to communicate with me, or I wanted to communicate with my friend, and we weren't together, the only option was to pick up the phone and call. Imagine that. Today, anytime, anywhere, you know, and people tell you stuff that, I mean, if my friend called me back then, it usually was something at least a little significant. Today, our friends tell us everything. All the time. I'm at the waffle shop. Who cares? <laughs> I don't care that you're at the waffle shop. You got something to tell me? I don't know. Maybe do something novel like pick up the phone and call me. Again, I'm not anti-technology. I'm just saying it used to take some effort when our friends wanted to communicate with us. And today, there's distraction after distraction after distraction. We need to get a hold of that. If we are not moving spiritually and growing in our walk and in intimacy with Him, if we're not ever increasing in our consciousness of the Holy Spirit's voice in our life and situation, we can become stagnant. We can become, we become still, idle, and distracted. I'm not speaking about a law, but a Spirit-led consciousness. A hunger for more of Him. Psalm 37.5 says this, Give Yahweh the right to direct your life. And as you trust Him along the way, you will find He pulled it off perfectly. He will appear as your righteousness, as sure as the dawning of a new day. He will manifest as your justice, as sure and strong as the noonday sun. Quiet your heart in His presence and wait patiently for Him. Psalm 23, 1-3 says in the Passion Translation, Yahweh is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in His luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace near the quiet brook of bliss. What? i got to read that again. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace near the quiet brook of bliss. That's where He restores and revives my life. If you need restoring today and you need reviving today, you need to find your place of peace near the quiet brook of bliss. Something Holy Spirit's been doing with me lately is really challenging me to put the phone down and to just go somewhere where there's me and Him. Listen, I'm like you. I, I get distracted too. The other day I went and sat by the water and I watched for 30 minutes. I watched the sun go down over the horizon. And it's amazing in our boredom. Boredom we think is a bad thing. Boredom's our our terminology for I, I, I need to be stimulated every minute of every day. I need to be entertained 
every minute of every day. I don't know, maybe instead of giving kids an iPhone with a movie, we should give them something novel like a ball. It's what we got. Or, you know, my mom and dad used to, we lived down in the country. There was, I didn't even have a ball. They were like, you got a dog, son, go take the dog and walk in the woods. He always spoke to me during a lot of those walks. In fact, it was there when I was about eight years old. He told me I'd marry a, a foreign woman. I'll save that story for my next opportunity to speak. <laughs> but I got one. <laughs> Man, it's in those places that we call boredom that we watched a, um, what's the, the talk? a TED Talk the other day where this scientist guy was talking about boredom. Not spiritually, just scientifically. What happens when we're bored? We get creative. If you want to see this firsthand, come to one of our Boys versus Wild meetings and we'll let them go swim out there on the dock and we won't put any toys or anything down there for them to play with. Give them 10 minutes and watch what happens. It can get dangerous. <laughs> they get creative. They find a boat and they say we could go out in the boat or we could push the boat and get a running start and see how many of us can jump and land in it at the same time. What would happen if we spent a little more time in our boredom and embraced it for an opportunity for Yahweh to speak to us and reveal something to us? He will if we will. Psalms 23, 1 through 3, I'll finish reading that. He said, that's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me the right path and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name because that's what it's all about. It's not about, I've, I've given leadership speeches several times to young leaders in business, and one of the hardest messages to get across to them is it's not about you. I mean, you look great with your $300 watch and your suit and your education and your degree and all and your shiny shoes and all that stuff, and there's nothing wrong with that stuff. Hallelujah. But it's not about that. What's under your cowling? Have you looked? What are you carrying? This week while I was preparing to and asking Holy Spirit what to share with you today, He spoke the oddest word to me. Barnacle. And I said, no, no, Yahweh. I, I, I'm speaking Sunday and I need you know, I need something like a barnacle. Let me share with you what he showed me. It's pretty fascinating. Barnacles are those things that grow on a, on a boat hull or on a structure that stays in the water for an extended period of time. The vessel we see on the surface may look good, but sometimes it must be pulled out of the water and dry docked for a while in order to expose to the light what's attached itself to it. Barnacles on the hull, you got to hear this by Holy Spirit today. Barnacles on the hull result in less flow, reduced efficiency, harder work for the engine, overheating. Back to that person at work that really drives you nuts or that family member that you're having trouble with. You ever feel overheated? You ever feel like you're carrying a weight? 
Barnacles on the hull result in less flow, reduced efficiency, harder work for the engine, overheating, increased drag. Barnacles primarily attach to a stationary hull or object, one that is not moving. Are you moving? Listen, I'm so thankful for 30-some years ago what happened to Caroline and I and the decision that we made in that building next door. But I'm so much more thankful that I'm not, I'm not there anymore. He's taken us from glory to glory to glory to glory. And in between those glories, there have been some really, really, really tough times. We don't talk about those as much because we don't like sometimes to look at what's under the cowling. But let me just share with you, Caroline and I have dealt with our share of bird nest. But Yahweh, we have to keep moving. We have to keep growing. In the moving, we're talking about growing in our spirit. We're talking about increasing in our passion for Him and, and increasing in the flow of Holy Spirit in our life. We're not talking about physical busyness. In order for a vessel to not have barnacles, it has to experience constant cleaning or cleansing. Otherwise, it won't prevent the barnacles from attaching themselves to the hull. Barnacles, this is good, barnacles make steering difficult and make it hard for a ship to plot a consistent course or heading. You feel like you're lost sometimes, you feel like you're here and you're there, maybe some barnacles have attached themselves to your hull. What others see on the surface may look good. But sometimes we need to dry dock our, and, and for a while and expose ourselves to the light to see what has attached itself to us. Go back to Joseph's word. Then we, our word. Then we need to embrace a new lifestyle to ensure those things can't come back. It's interesting in the nautical world how they make sure that they aren't having to take the boat out of the water like constantly to get rid of the barnacles. And there are people in the nautical community that do that. But there's a better way. There are people in the kingdom, sometimes us, that rather than deal with a thing, we just treat the circumstances in, instead. We, 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 we treat, we deal with the outcome instead of going to the root cause. We, we look for a sedative to help us deal with that thing instead of going to the root cause and dealing with that. In the nautical community, this is, this is interesting as well. While certain chemicals in paint have helped control barnacles, the most effective approach has been to focus proactively on a ship's texture and covering one that the barnacles cannot attach to. This approach is more effective as it proactively focuses on creating an environment where the barnacles cannot exist, as opposed to fighting them once they have already caused damage. One is a reactive approach that has a high cost. The other is a proactive approach that resolves the issue by staying in His presence, 
by ensuring His Spirit is the flowing water constantly in our minds and hearts, we can be proactive as well to walk in the peace and the power and the purpose that He created us to. In the time as now, again, Joseph wrote, we are called to walk in prosperity and power. Yahweh wants to do mighty things in and through every one of us. Every one of us. No one's significant. It doesn't matter how young or how old you are, what color you are, where you're from, or how you talk. Or It doesn't matter. He wants to do something mighty in every single one of us. But we, we have to embrace it. I love history. I love to learn about history. And it dawned on me recently, the Holy Spirit showed me this as well. Think about history. Think about the famous inventors like Benjamin Franklin, Thomas Edison, Henry Ford, Eli Whitney, Alexander Graham Bell, or the Wright brothers. Think about the, the distractions or the lack of that they had compared to what we have today. These are people that changed the world, not not poetically. I mean, they literally tapped into something in the intangible realm and brought it into the tangible realm that changed the world, that changed the way you and I live and breathe and function today. Their distractions were nowhere near what we have today. They didn't have Facebook or social media or text every five minutes or email and Google and phone calls from irritating people trying to sell us extended warranties. On a car that we sold three years ago, I'm sorry, I just had to, I had to get that out. Would you like to buy an extended warranty on your 1984 Ford? No, I sold it 12 years ago. I wish I knew where those people were. Just kidding. Just kidding. It's not a rock in my backpack. Trust me. We are so full of distractions. These, these men and women accomplished amazing things that would literally change the world. If Yahweh wants to reveal something to us that will change the world, are we positioning ourselves to hear Him? When I sat the other day and, and I watched the, the sun going down for 30 or 40 minutes, I was enamored with the way the sky just changed color every few seconds. When's the last time that you stopped set yourself apart long enough to see the sky change color at sunset. Now some of you have and praise Yahweh for you, but that's something we all need to experience. Those intimate moments where we're willing to set something, all the other things aside and listen to His voice. If we're not careful, we'll accumulate excess baggage in our minds from the overload of information and distractions. Sometimes we need to just do nothing. A good dose of boredom breeds creativity. In Luke 13, 18 through 21, Yeshua teaches two parables. And it's really interesting if you look at what the two of these have in common. He says, how can I describe Yahweh's kingdom to you? Yahweh's kingdom is like the smallest seed that one might plant in a garden. When it grows, it becomes a huge tree. 
with so many spreading branches that various birds make their nests there. In verse 20, Yeshua taught them another parable. How can I describe Yahweh's kingdom? His kingdom is like something as small as the yeast that a woman kneads into a large amount of dough. It works unseen until it permeates the entire batch and the loaf rises high. Both of these parables speak to the same thing. Change. Growth. Something small that seems insignificant and yet becomes mighty as it grows and as it expands its reach. It's the Holy Spirit growing and expanding His reach in us. Why is it important to be faithful in the little things? Because the good things and the bad things start out small. In the kingdom, it starts out with a seed. In the world, it starts out with a compromise. Again, in this word, the time is now, the last line Joseph wrote. So throw off any weight that is slowing you down and fix your aim. You are the answer and the time is now. Ephesians 6.10, one other scripture I want to share with you. Now, my beloved ones, I have saved these most important truths for last. Be supernaturally infused with strength through your life union with, Lord, with the Lord Yeshua the Christ. Stand victorious with force of His explosive power flowing through you. Sometimes we end up in situations where we just don't know what to do. Sometimes we look at situations and, and there's just no answer. Evident. I have found myself in that situation many times in my life. One of the most frustrating times Caroline and I walked through together in my career was during a season when I had to deal with someone at my job that literally just, they were extremely, and they were, they were my boss at the time, and they were very, very difficult to work with. I mean, I would come home and I'd say, that person is sarcastic. They're rude. They, they lack respect for people. I see all these things. And I mean, this went on for like a year about a year. Caroline said I'd be so frustrated I'd come home and I'd just get the lawnmower and I'd go cut the grass. I'm going to cut that grass. Mow that stuff down. That guy telling me what to do. Bad thoughts. They weren't sometimes kingdom thoughts. But there was a small, still voice that begin to convict me about some of that. said, so maybe instead of cursing that person, you ought to start interceding over them. Maybe every time that person comes to your mind, you ought to start blessing them. Maybe if you, if you, don't, if you can't do that, maybe you ought to just pray in the Spirit over him. See, it wasn't about that person who, you know, may or may not have been, you know, doing the right thing. It wasn't about them. It's about what Yahweh wanted to do in my heart. 
And it, it took me a while to get that. Sometimes when you're looking at a situation that seems impossible, you need to pray in the Holy Ghost. When you know not to pray as you ought, you need to let Him flow like that water. You need to let Him get into your spirit and into your mind. You need to shut some things off and you just need to begin to intercede. Yahweh does not want you to live in turmoil over a situation. He doesn't want you to lose your peace because I will tell you, when, when you lose your peace like that, you are no fun to be around. And you'll make everybody else around you miserable. And you can't hide it, no matter how hard you try. It was during that time that my wife allowed Holy Spirit to flow through her and penned the words to this song. And I want to read you the words. I'm not looking at the circumstances, not to the left or to the right, but my eyes are on you, Yahweh. I'm not looking at the circumstances, not to the left or, the, or to the right, but on the pearl of great price. I boldly walk on into the unknown, unafraid, not looking back at all. I'm confident in the call that you've given me. You've given me peace, great peace. It passes all understanding. You've given me peace, sweet peace. It comes over me. It drowns out all the voices. And it sets me free. I boldly walk on. I'm not afraid, but strong. I'm confident in who you are in me. I'm knowing I'm called. You've qualified me. Because fear has no place in us. Fear has no place in us. Who you've called, you've qualified. Fear has no place in us. Who you've set aside, you've provided for. And we're going on. We're going on into the beyond, full of faith and steady on. Now comes the tangible part of the word I believe Holy Spirit's given us today. Again, in Joseph's word, he spoke of a new life that requires a new lifestyle. He said to throw off any weight that's slowing you down and fix your aim. You are the answer and the time is now. And I just want to challenge us today to remember that the difference in a moment and a holy moment is acknowledged. I believe that that word has come to us today to challenge us to set ourselves aside. To, to take control of the distractions. You don't have to throw out the technology, but keep it in its rightful place. I don't know about you, but I love peace. I love that peace that surpasses understanding. I love when I have so much peace in me that the other day a, a couple on our street is going through a very, it's not really a street, it's a dirt road. A couple on our dirt road that's precious to us, he had a stroke a year ago. His wife even made the comment the other day, she said, she told Caroline, she said, everybody else has forgotten about us, they think it's over. But we're still living this nightmare one day at a time. And you guys are making it a little easier. 
I, I went over there a, a time before, and suddenly I find myself standing next to this couple in, in a golf cart in their yard, and I, I have my hand on his shoulder, and tears begin to roll down his face. He said, I don't even know why I got out of bed this morning because I'm no good anymore. And his wife began to, to weep. And in that moment, I'm glad I had something to give them. But if I had not gotten it, I wouldn't have it to give. I'm glad I had something good in my backpack. Mm. Yahweh, thank you. You're such a good God. Thank you for your peace. Challenge you today. Challenge myself today. And going forward, create an environment where the barnacles just can't attach. Don't be in that reactive posture of always fighting this or that. But get into a place where that water is ever present. Where coming out of that well, it's going in, into that bowl and it's churning up all the time. So things may try to come in, but when they do, they're going to just go right back out. And when you find yourself in a situation where somebody needs what's in you, it can flow right out of you. Because that's what it's about, is turning and glorifying Him. I'm moved today. I hope you are. God, He loves us so much. Receive today. Yahweh, we honor You. Let our lives be a reflection of You in all that we say and all that we do. Help us to foster this as a place where You can be mighty and strong. Where You can speak words to us that change the world. Let us always have something to give. More than enough. Thank You, Father. I bless You today. Amen? Amen. Thank you for listening. For more information on The Rock of Bay County, please go to therockofbc.org.